Yeah, only 18 years plus since <laughs> all your oh, kids yeah. have moved out and then you become a sad... That's true. Probably above middle-aged person. Oh. <laughs> I'm already there, so welcome. <laughs> Thank you. you can Thank join you. join me. <laughs> yes, yes. And welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, uh, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm Ben, here with Lucy. Oh, shit. Hi. Does anyone like a cable? <laughs> no? Good, because I'm hoarding them all anyway. <laughs> And, and and with the king of cables, Adol. Hey! <laughs> I don't know what that would um, make me. Lucy can be the queen of cables. You can be the king of cables. Yes. I could just be the cable guy. There we go. Uh, I think Jim Carrey, you'll find, nah, is the cable he's, guy. He's too they busy these have, days. They do like, uh, you know, female to female, male to male cables. So, you yeah. know, depending That's on true. which ones you've got. It's when you have like, oh, I need the male or I need the female. Just come. Just well, you can like, you can buy little adapters, it. can't you? Yeah, that you can plug your, yeah. you know, a male to male adapter, so you can plug it into your female to give you the male. Or you could have like mm. six thousand cables underneath your bed. I mean, yeah, one of them will be the, the right one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, what do you guys prefer a dongle or an adapter? Ooh, or uh, a custom cable that's multi-ended. I think an adapter. Yeah, I'd, I'd go with it. Yeah, I'm a big adapter person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dongles Good aren't adapter. nearly as as useful as you think, and then the odds of a like a like a cable that's you know something random here. to something random else failing is quite high. Also, me, ooh, just the word dust. dongle. Dongle. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Let me have a look at this dongle that I haven't touched in several years. <laughs> that's full of dust. What's this one? Belkin. Mm. Oh. USB on it. USB to? It's a wireless uh, USB adapter. Oh. 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 I've always seen it. It's been on my shelf for ages. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? You <laughs> open the box, you're like, not sure this is. Put it there. It just lives oh. there for years. Um, <laughs> It's episode 315. Welcome, friends. Let us know about your dongle. Um, that'd be great. <laughs> Shall we open up some beers? Okay. Um, I assume Adam's going to make some notes once the cat has been uh, let out. So, um, it's beer time, all. Lucy, hey. what are you going to mm-hmm. be drinking for episode 315? Uh, I promised it a few weeks ago, and Ooh. I still haven't drank it. Um, and I wanted to. Drink it because we love our Canadian friend here. Um, mm. And it's from Trial and Ale Brewing Company in Edmonton, um, Canada. So, Oh, an Alberta beer. Trial and Ale. Yeah. Um, and it's a mixed fermentation beer. Um, it, it says if you go to www.mixedfermentation.com... I mean, that's a good URL to get, um, good domain to get, if that's that's them. But yeah, Trial and Ale Brewing Company. Nice. In Canada. Um, ooh, okay, I will forgo the bit about reading about the brewery, and I'll read about this specific yeah. beer, because there's a lot of, lot of flavour picks in it, so I'll try and be quick. But it's, a, it's called A Saison um, Apparent. Strong beer, beer fort, um, 7.4%. This in particular is a 750ml, but also, I'll be sipping on it for a time. Mm-hmm. But the flavour text is, our first wild beer release, a Saison apparent. This blend has received uh, the thorough Bessonomyces treatment. The Saison style originated near the border of southern Belgium and northern France as a farmhouse style beer with a low ABV. To serve the workers in the fields. I don't know how much. <laughs> I think if anyone's listening to this podcast, we know what a saison is. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to skip through quite a bit of like Almost saying. all the flavour text. Yeah, is explaining what a saison is. Um, 
Let me pick out a few parts. Fruity, fruity asters, dry, hyper-attenuated finishing gravity, um, dry complex fruit with the earthy funk and deep flavours only a matured wild beer can achieve. Yeah, they're just basically describing the saison. Mm. I should have just read the... Oh, here we go, here we go. Hops. A robust arrangement of Czech SARS, German Halotar, and a variety of low alpha acid hops. Malts of Pilsner, Munich, Wheat, Vienna, Cara Munich, Rye, Special D. Yeast Bacteria, Saccharomyces, Savissier Var, Diastid, Tychus, Tychus, several select Brettanomyces strains, Saccharomyces, Lioness for bottle conditioning. So it's got I several different yeast strains in there as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. But yeah, um, pretty much describing what a Saison is, but I mean, it's like a beer a few, few weeks ago, they were just describing what a West Coast IPA yes. was, wasn't yeah. it? But it's like they absolutely nailed it, so. Hopefully this does the same. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, I'm going to open one. It's a little It's a little can from a new brewery for me, uh, from Mumbles Brewery, who are based near Swansea. Mm. Um, this is Albina, a dry hopped... Uh, oh, it says dry hopped by a Celtic goddess. Um, it's 5.7%. This heavenly new pale is named after the ancient Celtic goddess of barley. This beer is bountiful. Strong but light and finishes clean and citrusy. Dry hopped with the US and New Zealand hops. It doesn't tell me what those hops are. And it only gives um, allergens on there. Suitable for vegetarians and vegans. It's unfiltered. But yeah, um, I went for a pint earlier, as is now becoming a little Wednesday um, tradition, because my daughter has started uh, rainbows. Drinking. Um, So me and one of the other dads who I know are basically just going for a pint whilst we wait for them to run around like lunatics for an hour. So um, yeah, I picked up a couple of beers from the the pub, the bottle. It's like a, it's not really a pub. It's not really a bar. It's like a little craft beer pop-up shop almost, but it's not a pop-up shop. It lives in one place uh but it kind of looks like you know it shouldn't really be there uh but i'm gonna drink this Adam, nice. me i'm going to drink uh i'm drinking um the funky drummer six hop dipper um from 71 brewing it's uh 7.5 percent this super pale and hazy Big Dipper packs in obscene amounts of the best U.S. hops: Citra, Azaka, Cascade, Columbus, Simcoe, and Mosaic. And so, seventy-one is um, from Dundee. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's 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 the thing I'm doing. Nice, perfect. Uh, yeah. Two two little beers for for you and I, uh, Lucy, on her big old seven hundred and fifty ml bottle. Yeah. How is it, Lucy? Yeah, it poured a, um, I guess, amberish kind of uh, coloured beer. Mm. It's a bit hazy. It smells, it smells beautiful. It's um, as soon as I popped the cork, you, you could smell that fruit. Um, yeah. And yeah, just just putting your nose in it, it's like it's like got a nice. It t- it smells like toast, like that really bready kind of Moorish uh, aroma. Yeah, it smells delightful. Nice. I see him. Um... Vocation are going to bottles for some of their uh, special release beers right. as well. People moving away from bottles over the last sort of five mm-hmm. years. Some yeah. some people now moving back to them for yeah. uh, I suppose Fair more enough. special yeah. uh, releases. So it's it's nice to see a beer Why in not? a big old yeah. bottle. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit more subtle on the on the taste. It's it's very easy. Um, there's not there's a little bit of carbonation, just you know, zhuzhing things up. But mm-hmm. it, it, even with that carbonation, it's, very, it's still very easy. And yeah, it's got that sourness to it. Um, yeah, a bit of a bit of you know, a few floral notes, mm. fruity. It's what you'd expect from a saison. There's nothing. You know, extraordinary about it that I've okay. tasted right now, but it's still a very nice, 
you know, Saison. I mean, it's based what Saison is on the um, bottle, and it, it's just that, but it's not doing a lot more. Um, I think given, like, the, some of the Saisons I've had recently and mixed fermentation beers, like stuff from uh, Neville, I think that's how you say it. Well, I don't want to say it like a Brit, like Gary Neville. Um, <laughs> N-E-V-E-L in, in, in Netherlands and um, who knows, maybe I'll have that beer next, but because um, mm. I've got one more from them. But um, nice. stuff like crossover blendery, whose glass I'm drinking this in there. Mm-hmm. I think they do a lot of like, you know, extra things. I don't know if this has gone beyond what is just a saison. You know, um, and that's fine. Like, this is a very easy drinking beer. This is very much a summer beer. Um, yeah. I would have had this in the garden if today was... The weather was better today. It's been awful today. <laughs> would have been um, perfect last week. Uh-huh. Or even Monday or yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's not a lot going on. Going on. I guess a, a bit of peach flavour, a bit of... Probably more orange. You know, maybe it could do with a little bit more carbonation, just to... A bit more zestiness, just to ratchet things up. But mm-hmm. I cannot complain. It's a nice beer. Good. All hell can. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, my my beer um is Albina. It's very similar in color to yours. Um, mm. the uh the head mm. is maybe a little more uh frothy, but some um, poured quite large, but some um, dissipated really quickly. The nose is really malty, like really really sweet. Almost kind of a little bit bready, but like a, a, a like a white bread, like a sweet um, sort of bread. Um, oh, it's lovely and cool. Ooh. Does it give me any dates on it? Let me see. No, it does not give me any dates on the can. Um, I only look because suddenly it's like, I know it said that it's got a, a citrusiness to it, but this has got a big citrus hit to it. Like an unexpected citrus hit to it for a pale L. Um, it's really not, not easy, not sort of smooth, but just kind of, you know, average in, in kind of body. Um, it's a slight, a slight smoothness, but it's very flat. Um, doesn't have any uh-huh. carbonation sort of to it. Um, at all. And you're kind of led in by a similar kind of malty sweetness that you have on the nose, but then absolutely hit with this big old limey and sort of really orangey citrus kind of hit. It's a little bit zingy. It's got a little bit of a kind of a kick to it as well. And that leads quite nicely into a very light bitterness which kind of goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. But then the beer dries out and it's that citrus note that you're really left with. Um, what did this say? Bountiful, strong but light and finishes clean and citrusy. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's citrus, 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 citrus mm-hmm. everywhere in this uh, in this beer. Um, it feels like it's, uh, um, and I know nothing about Mumbles Brewery, but it feels like there may be a bit more of an older or more established, maybe slightly more traditional, um, like British brewery, yeah. brewing things like ales, and they've gone, let's do a dry hot pale. Um, or let's lean more in, perhaps for the last few years, or I, I don't know, but maybe they've gone more into sort of like the craft beer stars, and you find that it's got a, more of their, like the body and the malt build and things of what they're used to with mm. sort of ambers or, or, or bitters and things like that. And then they've tried to play a little bit. And this one is is just like, yeah, let's just dial up the citrus notes. Um, yeah. And that's everything yeah, you're going to get. Maybe they didn't quite strike the balance right. They've been, they've been around since tw- um, 2011, so not ages. Mm. But, Good 10 um, years. Yeah, I mean... Like oh, <laughs> uh, it looks like they're more focused on like their cast and traditional styles. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you go on their website. It's like yes, bitter uh, ale. 
you know, traditional recipe, those okay. things like that, ties me. Yeah, yeah. It it tastes like that. It tastes like that's mm-hmm. the kind of brewery that they are. Mm. Um, and they've gone, let's try something slightly different. You know, when lots of the breweries, um, people like Oakham and stuff like that, when they started putting out yeah. their kind of their IPAs a few years ago now, um, um, what's the citrusy one? What's the really citrusy one that they've got? I can't remember. Um, Is but it yeah. just called Citrus? I think it might be, yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's, it, it, it's kind of, it's that sort of style of beer, which is nice. Uh, it, it sits very well, but it's kind of one that is going to be gone very, very quickly because it's not giving me much. It's kind of like, mm. yeah, this is a nice taste. It's a bit citrusy. Cool. Done. Sip, 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 and it'll be away really quickly. So I shall move on and just neck it probably. Uh, Adam. <laughs> yeah. So on the pour, I immediately got these lovely, um, Tropical and citrus notes, which I guess, given that it's um, six hops jammed into this thing, mm. not surprised. Um, I'm getting a little more melon um, on the nose um, up close. It's like tangerine, a bit of like generic melon, maybe a touch of stone fruit. But that's mm-hmm. about it. Just yep. an underlying sweetness, I guess, on top of all that sort of fruitiness. Mm. It's quite light, I'm surprised, in that like it's not like a punch in the face. Mm-hmm. So it's not six hops shoved in. Okay. A mm. lot going on, though. I'm getting a little bit more dankness. Mm. Um, again, that melon's slightly there. Um, oh, yeah. And then the finish is nice and bitter. It's getting all those hops are working together to give a really luxurious finish. Um, bit piney, um, but mostly just sort of a low-level bitterness. Um, I'm actually surprised that it's not more citrusy. Okay. On the finish, it's I think that's more front-loaded. Um, it doesn't last as long as sort of the other notes. What are you getting? More dank, kind of uh, lasting flavors. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting a bit of that sweetness of that melon, and then the lingering bitterness is um. What is that? Well, something that reminds me of I can't quite tell. It's also a bit drying. Um, in in like my brain wanted to say tactile, which is decidedly not the right word. <laughs> as um, I feel as in like the <laughs> the the physical mouthfeel isn't like it's left me a bit wet, but I'm feeling mm-hmm. a bit dried out just because that bitterness is is quite strong. It's there and it's 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 making me be like, oh, I must be thirsty, but actually. Mm. It hasn't dried my mouth out, so if I just like sit in the discomfort, um, I notice yeah, my mouth is is a little dry, but not much. Um, and I've been rambling for a minute and a half, so that's fine. Um, so yeah, uh, and now I'm starting to get um, the pininess is gone. Um, and yeah, it's just this. It's still a finish going on. It's slightly mm-hmm. more tropical. Again, still quite bitter forward. Um. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there and then perhaps at the end of the episode say if I have any other thoughts. Because there's just, I'm surprised, I was worried with six hops that it might be like too much going on. But actually Mm. it feels quite simple. So this feels really well um, made because it's six hops but they're not fighting each other. In fact, I never would have guessed that six hops were in this except for that sort of, just the given that it's quite a, it's not a punch in the face there's still quite a strong bitterness and it's yeah. coming from sort of all those hops contributing to it rather than like a lot of one mm. okay um nice. yeah perfect uh, question well when you when you for a beer and cuz I, I had this dilemma I'm not really the dilemma I chose I know what I choose but when I was looking for beers just to buy online earlier mm-hmm. If you have, you know, sometimes breweries, you know, release two of the same kind of beer, but one has, it's basically single hop, you know, they only have one hop in it, or they have multiples. Yep. Which which do you prefer to go to? Do you, like, think, oh, I like, say, I don't know, Centennial or Mosaic or something like that. It's like, 
I will pick the one with the one half, or naturally, like me, goes to the one with multiple hearts because I think it's more flavorful. Um, or do you uh, want to be that beer geek as we go by and pick apart, like, ooh, yeah, this one I think, up, see what they can do. Personally, I think if it's um one of those, I, I'm going to, if you are telling me that this hmm. is a Mosaic or a Simcoe beer, I would probably pick that because I really like seeing what people showcase around one hop, but that's mm. that's on with the background of I am exactly like you. I want I I think my sweet spot is my bitter spot is two to three, yeah, hops because uh, like often it gets muddled, which again mm-hmm. I'm surprised this one isn't. Um, so that's sort of where 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 I look for. But then if someone's saying like ah, but this one. Is speci- we've picked this specific hop and we're showcasing it. Uh, I'm much more likely to try it. Um, one, it, I think part of it is I'm I am a beer nerd and um you know, so it's like ah I think I know what Simcoe is. Show me what I might be missing or make sure I am not wrong. Like there's there's a bit an element of mm-hmm. well this is the only hop so anything coming from the hops is going to come from that hop. I will learn something, but also yeah. if you were if you're flagging it as as a we know we only used one and it's not just because that's all we had going on we were planning on it mm-hmm. that that's the only time i'm like likely to pick the single yeah. versus the mold how about you ben um okay. i ish i think i'm maybe more um brewery based on picking single hops mm. so if i've had something from uh a, a brewery say if i've had arbor mm-hmm. simcoe Tons of times. And then they release a Simcoe beer, but they've done something slightly different with it. And it's, a, it's still a single hot beer that they decided to brew it in a slightly different way. Then I'm probably less likely to pick it up because I know what they can kind of do with Simcoe. And it will be some kind of variation on that. Uh, whereas if someone who doesn't generally do single hop beers, uh, you know, if Left Handed Giant went, yeah, here we go. We've, we've, we want to do a single hop series. We're going to start mm-hmm. off with this, and then we're going to go through these kinds of things. I might then go, cool, you guys don't usually do that. I mean, that's how you do that a little bit, but someone who doesn't do that at all. Um, and I might go, cool, I, I, I want to grab that beer from you to see what you can do with that hop. And I might then maybe not get all of them, but I might pick sort of the hops that I would gravitate towards, or even ones that I don't, so that you don't see that often. Mm. You know, if someone goes, we're single hopping with Galaxy... Be like, cool, okay. What what is that? Let's yeah. let's go because yeah. normally Galaxy is put with other things. Um, so yeah, I think I'm, yeah, from that school of thought. Yeah, mm. depends on the half. Like if some some things are just mosaic, I'm just like hell yeah. If it was <laughs> just like, oh, we're just going Simcoe, which is not my favorite half, mm-hmm. I'd be like, mm, I'll go for something that we just, we just put everything in the in the boil. But yeah, as I say, depends on the half. Um, Something, but as you say, like if it's like, ooh, what does this taste like on its own? Like Nelson so then that's probably going to taste more <laughs> like a wine, maybe. Mm. Beer nerd kicks in, and I'm like, ideal. It's like, yeah, I want to see what that's. Getting all those upfront grape notes, and then suddenly yeah, it just yeah. hits you with that piney, piney finish. You're like, ooh. Yeah. And I guess there's merit to it because I guess you know. Higher cost, less less hops that are in circulation. Sure. Yep. It's harder to get those contracts. There's merit to just brewing with one hop and seeing what you can do with it. So, yeah, absolutely. And I imagine it will. Not, it's not necessarily become a trend, kind of um, at whatever point. I think, as you say, it's probably dependent very much on the market and what mm. people can kind of get. And if, say, a brewery has done a a four hop or five hop beer and they brought all the same quantity of hops but or a six hop beer and they've they've brought the same quantity of hops but then they've decided when they're brewing that they were going to dial back on one or two of them they then just got a load left over for whatever their next brew might be and they might just go cool we've got enough to do a single hop brew of this um so i think kind of they just appear suddenly so if you're if you you know uh, as i've been trying to do more recently is getting on 
breweries that I like mailing lists and and things like that, so you know when releases are are kind yeah, of coming out. That's dangerous though. Yeah, <laughs> I got on the uh, crossover blendery one, and it's like oh, I'm there every month. And they <laughs> <be>. <laughs> They're like, oh hey, Hi, look at these beers it. coming out. Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's my end of month treat buying a beer from them, along with my other treat, you know, that I have daily. Your daily yeah. treats, your weekly treats, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, whatever <laughs> like helps you get through. I guess. Absolutely, yeah. It's 2022. Treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Cheers to that. Absolutely. Perfect, perfect. Um, has anyone been treating themselves this week to uh, gaming time? I've I've got nothing new to chat about because I've just been playing or bashing my head as uh, against Tunic towards the end, as I think so, we've Shall we of... talk about that? I mean, we can. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just... Uh, no spoilers, but I'm just... Uh, that game needs, should have ended, you know... The last quarter is just a bit of a grind, and it's like it should have ended. I'm venting mm-hmm. my frustration because it, it's not my favorite game. It's a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the map thing is so distinctly unique. I can see why people would have this as their game of the year. Not me personally, but I really enjoyed that aspect of it, and I really enjoyed the exploration. But I could sense, I could sense that it's like. You're gonna run out of road, and you're gonna just keep going because mm. those manual pages they 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 suggest something is beyond that. Yep. And to be to be fair, I am. I think there's like a, a really grand puzzle that you get, which may just you know shut me up if I ever do it. And it's like, okay, that was worth these like pains of the last quarter. If that's the case, fair enough. But the last quarter of that game is really a drag. Yeah. The backtracking. I don't I'd... like bus rush modes. I don't like it when the carpet is pulled from you and it's like the environment changes and it's like everything that I learnt is like kind of different now and it's mm-hmm. like mm. and I can't upgrade and it was, it was just such a bummer and I really don't like it. Yeah, I, I'd completely agree and I, I hit that point mm-hmm. later than you did um, mm-hmm. and you sort of made a few comments uh, in the in the Discord chat to sort of to this extent, and I'm like, oh, okay. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what she's sort of talking about. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm enjoying what I'm doing within this, say, first, yeah, two thirds to, to three quarters of kind of the game, and then suddenly I hit that point. I'm like, oh, okay. I can see what they've done with the map a little bit by cutting off some routes and making you yeah. look at it slightly differently. You've got a new ability, so you can move a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. That's what I love about You've got a new ability, but it's, it's kind of in the sense where it's like, okay, you got a new ability in like a traditional Metroidvania game. Sometimes things may change, but it's like you know that map, and it's like, I know where to go. Yep. I know where I can go with this. And that was my... That was me going into the last part of the map, but it's like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, we've closed this you... bit off. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, so it's frustrating. There's... It's everything I hate about video games. And, oh, and when you're, yeah. when you're going around collecting those manual pages towards the end, when you're getting, uh, ones which, you know, don't, uh, uh, help with maps or allude to where you've kind of got to go in that first part of the game. They, it does start to suggest that there is a some kind of uh, like final puzzle as mm-hmm. well. And then I got another page which suggested that there were some fairies. I'm like, I've got no idea what you're talking about now. I, I and suddenly yeah. I just switched and I'm like, nah, done. I you've, yeah. you've, you've introduced yeah. something to me that yeah. after X amount of hours of play, I've got no idea about. I don't well, really want to start. Going back I, around everywhere on the map, looking yeah. for potentially this thing. Because that I, I saw that room. Done. I saw that room. I found yes. that room behind the waterfall. Yeah, there's lots of waterfalls. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> I found a room behind like, a waterfall I, in my three hours of playing. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You yeah, probably did yeah. find it, and it's like you know that's something that you have to do. But you feel like, okay, I'm still early-ish on. I'm going to pick that up gradually mm-hmm. and naturally as I go. I may not know what it is now, but I'm going to probably encounter these things as I go, and mm-hmm. if that's not the case. and it, 
because I started looking at their guide, it's like, I know there's going to have to be a lot of backtracking. Um, the final boss was just... <laughs> it's just the classic thing where it's like, yeah, there's the second phase. Yep. Um, which I don't mind usually, but I don't like the combat in this game at all. Because, um, mostly because you can't roll out of that attack. And it feels a bit mm. sluggish. And even when I had the ability that makes you go faster, it still felt sluggish. And when mm. I took that off and I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to, you know, buff my health or something. I was like, oh my god, it's so slow. I cannot <laughs> go back to this. Hell no. So yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, sorry, Adil, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, I think it sounds like the problem is that, is like kind of not that there were necessarily these moves, it's just having these extra bits in what felt like the epilogue, but like your epilogue shouldn't be longer than three chapters of your book, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you, you, it shouldn't be so inscrutable. It shouldn't be like we're throwing a, away every chapter that came prior to it. That's what this feels like. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It's mean, like so, starting over. Yeah. That's, and that's after you feel like you both, like you, you basically you you collect three bits of a triforce, right? That's where it should yeah. have ended. Yeah. yeah, and you both have agreed, have commented that that's the case, and so having big mechanical changes after the like, both because of the nostalgia it's leading on, and but also it sounds like the gameplay um, have led you to feel like that was the culmination of your journey. Having to then undo things seems like a very odd choice, and honestly, I um. I've been like playing enough of a different game, which we'll get to, that huh. I don't think I'll go back to Tunic because of these mm. things. Even though it sounds like like the manual stuff seems like my jam, and like trying to figure out what the pen markings are, etc., seems really yeah. cool. But like, yeah. I don't need this type of combat, and I don't need if it's not gonna if it's gonna end not great, then. Like I want to get obsessed with yeah. the, it. It seems like it's the type of game that I'd really like to get obsessed over with the manual and stuff. But if if both of you are saying, and then you will kind of hate it. Like there'll be a point where you're like, oh, I guess I should finish. Yeah, and I I, 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 I don't need that. I don't yeah. want to have a really great time for ten hours and then start to and end up yeah. lamenting. Yeah. Absolutely, that's the thing that's disappointing about it. And I think there's nothing wrong with you know going to a different you know, kind of even say sort of mechanics, you know, different part of the world, different things like that. I just think it really fails on the execution of it more so than you wanting to do more mm -hmm. and like the manual sets you up for more. And I think that's fine, but I just think the execution of it is just, it feels like he ran out of ideas and then just added another quarter to the game. Maybe yeah, that was a vision yeah. all along, but yeah, the, the execution of it, I think, is is poor. But um, and I think you know, games should know when to end and they need to self-edit. You know, kill your darlings and all that. And you know, a lot of Definitely, things are left yeah. on the cutting floor. But sometimes you have to cut them off. And I just think this is one of the classic cases where it would have ended really great, especially that last boss. Is uh, <laughs> as I say, <laughs> didn't feel great. No, no, because the combat just doesn't feel great, and it feels like, you know, if someone beats that, I, I turned on all accessibility modes for clarification, because I just couldn't be asked. Because I was like, I've enjoyed this game, I'm not going to sully it even more by mm -hmm. bashing my head against Final Boss. It, it felt like I did that in the boss rush mode when the game glitched out on me, and that was really oh, yes. frustrating. Okay, yeah. But, um... Even without that glitch, I would have been frustrated because it's like, come on, the, the combat is not the strongest part of this game. The exploration I mean, is, yep. the manual is, and, the and uh, yeah, I wish you could jump from all those revelations in the manual to whatever the end puzzle, grander scheme, witness kind of thing is, which I still don't know about. Well, it's, it, it's this oh. difference between going through kind of like a game which really focuses on exploration, but doesn't kind of give you enough crumbs to get you to these points versus something like um, Death's Door, which I really enjoyed last year, which is a very, very similar game, but 
is more linear, even though it's got a, a, a big old kind of multi-path sort of world. Kind of hub it's, world it's, right? it's, yeah, it's more linear in how it pushes you through those environments. The combat is a little tighter, very it's similar fluid, in its yeah. combat. But it's more fluid. Doesn't, and I agree with you, Lucy, the, the, the tunic does feel a bit too sluggish. It, it's, I think it's very different once you've got that extra ability towards the end. It changes, it changes that dynamic very much. And that final boss fight, I was just thought, you know, using that constantly. And the fight took me absolutely ages. So I'm like, ping, 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 slash, <laughs> get out, <laughs> wait till they to do a load of stuff, get yeah, in, slash. Yeah. It took me absolutely ages because I'm just out of the way for the majority of the, the fight. I'm yeah, trying to stay the away from the boss. are much quicker than you have a much bigger reach. And I think coming off Elden Ring really hampered my experience because mm. that is a game with like a very dynamic, you know, combat system. And it doesn't matter if you're short range or, you know, long range. It, you can work to that. Whereas this game very much wants you to do the one slash, I'm out of there, one slash, I'm out yep. of there. It doesn't seem like, other than like projectiles that you can throw, it gives you any other options. And even just throwing 10 bombs at something, that feels a bit unsatisfying. Yes. Like a lot of the bosses in that game felt unsatisfying. Like one of them just shotgun, done. Mm. And, you know, the, the, the things don't, <laughs> the things don't, um, replenish if you die. And it's like, you have to go and buy those things again. Yes. Or, or like maybe grind mm. some enemies for coins and then go buy them. Remember where you go buy them and mm. then go buy them. So it's like, yeah, it's, and yeah, I, I think, I think this is, this is how I want Tunic to end like Death's Door ended. Cause I really loved the end of Death's Door. Yeah. I thought like the penultimate fight that was, you know, fantastic that like the art is art style and mm. the, the music and just everything about that combat arena, which was just open. Yeah. With the old crow. It, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. You know, and that's that's what I wanted more from Death's Door. It's like I wish smash mm. these two games together. We might have <laughs> yeah. a really good game. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. For me, I know it was the game of the year last year, and it's yeah. like, well, yeah, but, but I'd yeah. agree that Death's Door would have been improved yeah. by having the slightly more the open map. exploration <laughs> mechanics and the manual um, idea yeah. from Tunic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a bit of a shame. But I think, you know, I'm glad so many people gelled with this. And mm. it seems like it might be, you know, a game of the year for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It I fell think it apart will. a bit at the end. Mm. But that that map kind of thing, which is not for everyone, let me make that clear, as I said last year, last week. Accessibility um, <laughs> kind of viewpoint is absolute nightmare. But I absolutely loved it. And I loved just exploring that world and yeah. finding places that was just like the amount of play testing that must have took mm. it's like i had no idea this shortcut was there yeah, oh and, completely and I, I love that you, you get to a point where you're like oh there's a ladder here it's been there yeah. the entire <laughs> time i could have been mm. i could have come here so much earlier but the game mm. naturally progressed me around to this point to be like here's the ladder you're like oh mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's and interesting I, I, when I was talking about kind of looking at the detail of the manual and trying to kind of scour over it and see the different things that it might be hiding, the world does that as well. Yeah. You kind of have to be looking at the detail of what's going on around you rather than just mm-hmm. running through mm-hmm. to get to the next point. So, yeah, that's definitely, why, I think. You, mm, no, go ahead, Ado. Uh, just definitely how, how I found that random room behind the waterfall and mm. stuff. And oh. I think. My time with Elden Ring, which I think I'll talk about in a bit. Um, also, like when I started Tunic after being 12 hours into Elden Ring, that's why I'm just like, and the fact that the manual and everyone's saying like, oh, it's like, it's a tricky exploration game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like caused me to spend a lot of my first few hours in the, not really going very far, quote unquote, but really trying to see get a handle of that, those first few areas really well and be like, oh, but then there's this, mm, okay, oh, wait. And then, like, yeah. coming back and be like, oh, wait, aha, what about this thing? Yeah. Well, well, that's why I'd say, you know, play to the natural point of progression, which was, you know, get the Triforce. Mm-hmm. And then maybe look at a guide, 
I dropped it down to basically you don't take any hits. Mm. Infinite stamina. Yeah, those accessible on the last boss, are pretty but... decent. At yeah, least. yeah, and I think that's you know, kudos to them for putting that in the game. Definitely. Um, in a game that was meant to be challenging, but yeah, uh, it, I mean, Tunic has so far like <laughs> very much exceeded my expectations when I played the demo last mm. year. Um, mm. I was just like, yeah, this is just another basic isometric indie Zelda-like, and we have many of these since it's um, since it was first announced. So it's past my expectations. Yeah, mm. good. Yeah, really good. Nice. You know, despite all my criticism, yes. I still yeah, yeah, really yeah. like yeah. it. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's, you can you can yeah. really enjoy something and still be highly critical. I'm critical of everything, so yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Adol, you uh, intimated when I said, has anyone been playing anything, that you had been playing something. Is it Elden Ring, or is that something else? It is, but but I just Mm. wanted to talk about it because it sort of leaps off of um, what we've been saying, especially with the combat um, and the flexibility, because... uh, You're a dirty re-roller, aren't you? Uh, both (laughs) so the thing is uh so the thing is i've primarily i was like uh i chose the prisoner class it has intelligence and dexterity and so i have been playing as this like rapier wielding caster so pretty up close and personal um with a staff in my offhand because that's how you cast your spells and like i have a enchantment i can put on my rapier so it does more damage but that means that, like, but I also have a spell that sort of casts uh, AoE, sort of a big blue sword swipe, so it's better for multiple mobs that are in front of me. Um, and then the rapier is fast smacking, and I realize that sometimes that's not enough. Well, if I'm not, if I'm needing to use the rapier, I put a, I got a second rapier from the bot, so now I'm dual wielding rapiers um, when I run out of magic. Um, and it's when I'm on a roll. Like a um, it's really good, but it's it's a very very. Hard... You're like every boss in that game. I just starts <laughs> oh. dual wielding you, and, and like I'm getting. I, and I have. I can't hold. You know, any like armor. people when they like cut up kebabs on a table. Yeah. Just like, um, <laughs> I can't. I can't hold like wear much armor because I have no points in like endurance or whatever. I am such a get beat up motherfucker. <laughs> But I do have some, like, if I want, I can go to the back and just spam some ranged attack spells to kill some bigger brutes in a group. Or in the boss fights, if, if the summons are out and I time it right, I can really make mincemeat out of things. But it's a really tough mindset playstyle to to get around. And I'm really, like, I'm, like, 38 levels in. And I feel like one of the problems is I've had to spread my stats out to not die that I don't mm. have like my hits aren't very big. So you started a new game, yeah? So I started a new character or did you just uh no I started because I haven't I haven't got, got to the respec part. Respect, yeah. And I was basically okay. I've had So you've already rough... thirty eight hours in No no that was my first that was my first game. Oh okay. Yeah. Just, just, just so <laughs> I had I had a rough weekend um for personal reasons and just wanted to kinda chill and I was like, okay, I I really like Elden Ring, I really like the world this build that I've, this insane thing I'm attempting. Why am I adding dual wielding rapiers? Is it just because I picked it up? Can I figure it out? I don't know. Let's see. But it's like, wasn't what I was feeling. So it's just like, let me just try. So I rolled a character with a sword and shield. Um, and I was like, oh, I see how like shield block and then smacking someone is such a viable way of getting through this game. So Between saying, yeah. knowing the patterns and, and also just the way the game works. Um, it was a lot easier, but then I found a big two-handed sword and changed everything. And now I am basically again saying fuck shields. And instead, I'm like, I can take hits because I can wear heavier armor, but I'm essentially yelling at things and then pancaking them with a big giant sword. And I like, if I connect with the bosses and, but I'm things that take even now my level thirty-eight character a while to kill because it's finesse and like I, i'm dodge rolling and blah 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 this thing and just like at level 20 is just killing and i'm like <laughs> oh 
is this just the playstyle I'm good at versus the playstyle I wanted to try? And and like who knows? Who knows? Yeah, but huh? I know you can respec later in the game. But I kind of just wanted to go through the motions a bit. Like I and the thing is, I found things in that first area that I didn't find in the first character. And I like have been trying. Like, yeah, I took my time in those first couple like maps, and I'm still finding new things. Um, and and the fact that like yeah, I, I should probably. I mean, it would make more sense to just play a little further so I can respec on demand as some people do. But I kind of like the idea of like, hey, like this character can like really fuck up big bo- bosses so long as I can time my dodge rolls. Um, which I'm getting better at, but also now I'm getting like the, I I went back to the first character this afternoon and I was like, oh, I'm doing better at my dodging. Having played a different, like a slow, Mm -hmm. big fuck off, like big hit, but still dodging character. And I think it's because the play style allows me, allowed me to pay more attention to what the, the NPCs were doing versus trying to dodge and then quickly get hits in because my hits don't do a lot um but they like but i can get four or five of them in with dual wielding rapiers or i can get four or five of my magic swords it's just a different play style and it wasn't yeah i've learned i'm learning different ways of the combat because i've never done a souls like and I, I, I really I, like that yeah that's what i love about this game that i can see immediately even if i haven't played like you haven't played the um previous souls games it's like I cannot fathom playing this game without my shield, you know, and parrying and and an absolute fat roll because I have You're too fat much rolling? armor on. Oh, oh that that gives me anxiety. <laughs> fat rolling gives me such I have, anxiety. No, I, I have a lot of armor. Yeah. It's not the quickest of rolls, but it's just like yeah, it's like I couldn't fathom playing any way other than that, but. Then I hear people like, oh yeah, like you, it's just like you've re-rolled. And people who are like, just like, what, you ha- you have a shield? And pe- that's unfathomable unfathomable mm. for other people. It's just like, oh my god, this game has so much depth. It, it, it's, it's something that I could consider like replaying in a completely different style, like with magic and a staff. Even though I'm not a pussy, but um... <laughs> Like you hey, but anyway. <laughs> try try using a staff but being right beside all the guys who can fuck you up and having no armor. Don't. <laughs> I'm doing it in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> you are. That's that's such an ideal thing to do as well. <laughs> like, yeah, of course you'd do that. You'd have a, you'd have the weakest stuff and still be like slicing underneath their belly. It's just like oh, but the, oh, but the, you the mage you sword like twenty yards away. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, the mage sword does there. more damage than my swords do, and it's like trying to anyway. There you go. Yeah. Um, the the thing is that like yeah, so it, it does depth. have that depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to ask a question: Do you actually use the parry ashes of war, or do you use the block? Art I don't use any too? ashes of war because um, you you can't use it if your shield has a ability. Yeah, that's why I was asking because so, you have the par- so you I- actually parry right. I parry, and my shield has an ability where it's so good. I don't know how good it's going to be later on in the game. It's a really big-ass shield, and it's like you just put it on the ground, and you press L2 to block or something yeah. like that. Um, I haven't played L1. all that in like L1. two yeah. weeks or something. And it's like, no matter what's hitting me, it will bash off my shield, and I will go there and stagger them. And oh, wow. Maybe Free do some damage. Yeah, so it's like, okay, anything could be hitting me at that point. It's like a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's like, I'll press L2, stagger them. Because anything that hits you in that time will just bounce off your shield. Nice. And it's like... so, so this is the secret to my and so, two so, so enemies that are like already blocking and you have to, you know, with their own shields or whatever, just do that and it's like, done. It'll yes. stagger them. Yeah. So, so because uh, I was using uh, mage weapons which don't do poise... Uh, and then rapiers, which do it slowly. I just didn't know how powerful stagger and crits were. Mm-hmm. Um, but my two-handed weapon, I put Ash of War, which basically um, changes. I basically charge into them with my R two. Mm-hmm. I like run into you and then 
pancake with a giant Greek sword. <laughs> nice. And the thing is, if I hit like even tougher enemies twice, they'll just they'll just get staggered. Like I staggered yeah. at level twenty, I'm staggering giants and the weird octopuses. I fucking can make mincemeat out of them. While with mm -hmm. my stupid um, dual wielding mage idiot, it's like, oh, I'll get through. But I'm like working my ass off to like do all my things. And this is just like I run full tilt at you, ba bash you once, and then I have enough endurance now I can bash you a second time. And then yeah, most enemies yeah. are now sitting on the floor waiting for me to crit them. And I'm like, oh, this is so much easier as a yeah. game. Yeah. I th but I never would have known. I don't know known. if they added this to... I don't know if those are new to the Souls games. It might be. But, um, yeah, I always get jealous when I pick up so many Ashes of War because they're often like one of the last things in like the dungeons or the mm. best enemy that you kill in the dungeon. I'm just like, I'm never going to use that. But <laughs> that's what I think is great about this game. It's like... Whatever path you stumble down initially, like whatever you know, cave you find first, Something, it's like yeah. that is probably gonna be how you play the game. It's like you find a shield or you find a staff, it's like, okay, I'm gonna either go magic or I'm either gonna go heavy defensive and it's just as someone who doesn't like RPGs, maybe because they're just full of bloat for no reason, I love this one. It's mm, like yeah. I mean it, 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 it it's it's a perfect RPG. Because it has those different paths that you can go down, and nothing—you know—nothing is limited, and nice, you don't feel nice. punished because you haven't done this or you haven't done that. Or no. okay, I mean, there are some points where it's like, okay, I need this particular type of um, status effect or something that heals me from this status effect. When yeah. you, you feel like you need to be there, but everything's optional at that point, mm -hmm. you know. So. I I, w I will say that um, because it was my secondary character slash <laughs> I was new and I wanted to play more melee. Like I played a like I played around a bunch with like because I knew where some Ashes of War were just by memory of my first playthrough, and I just like tried a bunch of things on a handful, like basically a colossal great sword uh, and then a, <laughs> a sword and a shield and a pike, and I was like, uh, oh, colossal great swords are dumb. These they're so lumbering. This is great, and then like because I was trying different things, and I ended up finding out that like this one Ash of War changes the move set. So basically, my trigger literally goes death from above and smacks him, and it does a All ton right. of stagger. And if I don't have my yell, it doesn't do that. So I'm like, ah, that's the only use I use FP for is just uh -huh. so that on harder enemies I can stagger them. And right now, I don't need to do that. That like I can still, like I'm still pretty. I'm not used to like not being as agile because like uh -huh. even, once you're in the middle of a giant, like it's a colossal great sword animation, right? So you're like, Bah! and if you miss, like rats and dogs are the worst because I can swing oh, right God, above yeah. them. Mm. And so getting used <laughs> really to quick. like crouching and doing a quick thing, which makes you poke forward, um. And did like, I did I mention yeah. that it took me for, forever to realize there was attack on um, R one as well as R two? Oh, <laughs> you no. did not. No. Oh, no, it took me probably about maybe fifteen hours. <laughs> so a little bit quicker R1. than knowing you can run. Run, yeah. yeah. That that was about R one is so <laughs> on my on my like pokey rapier build. R one was uh -huh. is my main attack because it's quick. Yeah, and then it's and then it's just like a thrust to try and get past shields for r2 but i think that's probably why i didn't realize because the r1s don't do a lot of poise so i think that's why i didn't realize uh -huh. how much staggering changes the game you weren't combining anyway, so sort of both attacks one... enough to yeah uh, get that yeah um but when you when you have two of the same weapon uh oh. l1s turns into hit with both oh yeah which is why i'm dual wielding rapiers <laughs> So it's like, oh, I can't. I don't need to cast a thing. Poking somebody, like yeah. like you poke sticks in like a corn on the cob, but like it goes into the oven. That's what you do. I'm not doing tons of damage, but like if I can basically like some yeah, enemies. I can I can just like and then like R one a couple times, L one a bunch, and they'll probably get fucked up, right? Like it just won't be quick. They'll bleed to death. Yeah. You poked so many holes. Oh dear, nice. I'm sure anyway, we'll return to some Elden yeah. Ring. How do, what's that? Was there a final thought? With uh, no, I just wanted to say that, like, 
this is why <laughs> I was saying, oh, I don't, I don't think I want, I, I want to play this style of sort of roll mm-hmm. and stab game with Tunic, except for the like grander thing. And if you're saying I can't even do the grander thing without some slog at the end, I think I'll like not go back to it for a while because yeah. I'm getting so much out of the combat and the exploration mm-hmm. and just the scale and inter- like the scale of the game of Elden Ring is just really got me. Like I wouldn't be surprised if so I want to get to the point where I can respec so I can tell if it makes sense to have multiple characters. But like I really want to try the like Lucy style of heavier armor, sword and shield. But I just until this dumb charge and stagger because the thing with the charge is that it runs into the person so it does poise before you even hit them. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm just I'm just like if I can time things right, melting through a lot of enemies and it feels really good and it feels dumb. And it's very different from my other playstyle, but I'm still not using shield, block, return, or parrying, which was the whole point of re- rolling a new character was learn this mechanic that most people think is the, how the game should get played. But I'm going to wait until I get a little further yeah, to be like, yeah. how hard is it to respect? Does it make sense? Does it really matter if it's a new character or not? Because, sure. yeah, I was wondering why you respect, uh, I mean, re-rolled, sorry. And it's just like, that's just the deal. You, you like poking at things, and it's like uh, I can see why you did because this is the, the the most pokeable game. Yeah, <laughs> mm. it's like yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see how your adventures go. But nice. um, yeah, I I I I mean, I'm completely enraptured by El, Elden Ring too. But it's like I knew that it's like, it it comes to that point where it's like yes, this is so big, it's overwhelming. I'm gonna take a step back and mm. play other things because it's like this is this is my favorite game in so you know so many ways it's like I, i've this also is one of the best games ever made it's like i'll come back to it yeah but it's I not also... like if i put down tunic i'm never come back to it because yes. it yeah. annoyed me yeah <laughs> this is like i'm gonna come back to this eventually uh-huh. you know so. i've also learned the the like i've always been a bit impatient about being bad at learning bosses or certain types of games and I find myself being a little, finally finding the balance between being obstinate, but like not enjoying myself. Mm. Now, like getting it when like the first time you hit a boss and you get it to a third and then every other time you're not getting to a half and be like, I need a break. Yeah, yeah. Learning yeah, that yeah. pattern <laughs> mentally, but also realizing that like, I want to do that. And I've, it's the first time I like, I, I okay. think I've started to get that. And then, but now I'm, what's weird is I've now been like, so what would happen? So with the like second character, I'm literally like, I don't want to use summons because I want to see if I can. I'm there ringing that bell, baby. Well, because a lot of the time, so, so I think <laughs> ding, I think ding, it ding, is ding. just just like le- trying because <laughs> what I why I rolled that character was trying to learn a different way of doing combat and oh. like. I think the problem is then I should be a, a shieldy person <laughs> because yes. when all the aggro's on me, I'm probably going to get hit because I'm not yeah. that quick. Of a Sometime, gamer? Yeah, sometimes it's like I, I'll try it. I'll try it without summons a few times, but it's like when I know this person has my number because they're just much faster than me, it just seems like utter bullshit because I'm getting yeah. a lot of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, so the, it's there's. Like, I, I, I'll, I'll bring in out my shielded men to go. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, I just have imps that throw shit at people. It's no good. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing is. Men. Uh, the thing is, like, um, there's places called Ever, like, wait, summoning circles, basically. Mm-hmm. And I find that I, I, like, bash my head against one of those fights for a bit with my primary character because I was getting through, but I couldn't. And it really, those you can't summon spirits in. And, mm-hmm. like, the whole point of that build was, like, on boss fights, I'm going to let my summons tank for a bit and come behind and use my, like, Mage sword a bunch, maybe get a couple pokes in with my enhanced rapier, roll away, and like then maybe cast a thing at range, but probably not. Probably just trying to try and let the aggro get maintained between things, and then I can kill most things I've, I've entered so long as I don't get too greedy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like that's why I played the second character and be like, oh, so how do I do this without summons? Because. Huh. Um, because those fights you can't do, and it's so hard for my level 36 character, and my level 20 character, like, is doing a lot better, but that's because uh, the playstyle is more one-on-one, and it's like, if I can get the hit, hits are so big, that actually I just need to time 
six hits versus 15 hits or whatever, right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you'll, um, you'll come to the end of the year with having the most frightening experience. <laughs> you will have re-rolled every single character. <laughs> Prisoner, whatever else is. Mine, well, let's, let's come back. <laughs> we won't quite have a, an Elden Ring segment yeah, every we'll week, stop I imagine. But yeah, sorry. I, just, I wanted week, to talk then. about it because of the tunic stuff, and then yeah, yeah, I got yeah. carried away. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. I, 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 I want to hear. Don't mind him. Thing. I don't mind Ben. I want to hear all about it. <laughs> well, we've come to the end of episode <laughs> three hundred and fifteen. So let's jump into uh, our beers and what they were like. Lucy, I know you've still yeah. probably got a chunk of yours uh, left, being in a bigger, a bigger vessel. Um, but how are you finding yeah. it? Probably about two fifteen now, I guess. Yeah, I. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I must say that you know, I, I probably I, I I've been holding on this onto this for a few months, so maybe it's not the freshest that it could be, yep. but it's still it's still a really good saison. It's like it, it, I can't I can't you know accentuate how easy it is. Even you know the bit of carbonation, the sourness in it, it's just so easy to drink. Even if you're a newcomer to saison, it's got a nice bit of fruit to it as well yeah it's just it's really good it's really good i I think i think i'm a bit more high on it just how long it's lasted me obviously it's a 750 ml bottle but it's just i've never felt compelled to like drink more to get more flavor or anything like that Mm -hmm. it it it's just lasted and i think this is perfect summer beer um nice yeah so and it made its way to uh, over from canada so that's another factor and it's still really good good Good, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I might not be so uh, positive about the Albina from Mumbles Brewery. Um, it was fine. It the beer is fine. Mm-hmm. That's about <laughs> it. It, it. It kind of that citrusy note that was the kind of real hit um, at the start did fade as I got uh, further through the beer. It faded quite quickly, actually. It it, it was almost a bit of a whimper um, mm. about halfway through. So I acclimatized it really, really quickly. And that just left a little hint of citrus and a little sweet multi note on it. And that was kind of it for, you know, half of the beer. So, um, I'd be interested to see maybe what Mumbles can do with, uh, more traditional, um, styles. Yeah. And if yeah. that's what they're kind of, um, brewing a lot days, of. Yeah, yeah. And getting some, some beer on cask or something from them to see, uh, see what they can do there. Um, and Adel, the 71 Brewing. Did you get all of the six hops? I mean, I did get them because I drank the Good. whole thing. <laughs> uh, so um, I, all I would add is I think um, the, that there was a bit more tropical than I, I think I said in the initial description. Mm-hmm. And one of the lingering flavors was something like um, like tinned lychee. Okay. So not quite fresh, a little syrupy. Mm-hmm. So, so making a lychee type flavor with just a bit too much, a bit more sugar, not too much sugar, sugar a bit more yeah, sugar, yeah. was just it was just hanging out, and I think that's why the bitterness felt so smooth because it had this extra note, this light fruit, light sweet fruit on top. So just so although I was getting a lot of bitter flavor from the finish, it was just being a bit tempered. Um, yeah, it was really really good. Um, again, I think most of the fact that the six hops were you know, there's bits and pieces of, of of the hops in the ways that I kind of know them having had single hop exposition beers um yep. before of those but um yeah I think it, it just it was it was remarkable how consistent um and interesting it was and also light like it wasn't uh, in your face but there was all these things going on just lightly and well well melded so you could easily just sip it and be like oh yes this is also, it's a 7.5% IPA, which I kept forgetting, because boy, does hmm. it like not feel like that. Maybe that's why the lychee felt a little more syrupy now that I think about it. But okay. very, very good beer. Definitely yeah, would say awesome. track it down. I guess it's technically, uh, yes, yeah, so it's a dipper. Mm. Um, it's great. Mm. Um, yeah, re- really tasty. Um, and like if you aren't a beer snob, but just want to have a nice, tasty, slightly sort of like an IPA that just is, is easy uh, on the on the tongue and the palate. Uh, this works great. It's, it's yeah, perfect, good. Uh, so, if you listener want to let us know what you've been drinking, you can go to at Tanked Cast on the socials. You can come over to Out of Lives 
.net and comments on the podcast articles. We are all over there. We'll all see it and chat. You can also come to our Out of Lives Discord as well to chat beer or video games with us. It always helps if you want to go on your podcast service of choice and rate and review us as well. Or leave us a comment on the YouTube page at Out of Lives Network as well. Uh, yes, here. Also, on Twitch, come and join us on a Wednesday evening and watch us live. We'll look at the beers that we're drinking and watch two episodes. We're rolling straight into episode 316 right now. But for those listening and those over on the YouTube, you'll get that in a few days' time. Uh, thank you, though, for joining us for this episode. We will see you very, very soon. We've been tanked up. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. Hump day today, but it's hump day for you every day. <laughs> if you want it to be. Nice. www.outoflives.net <laughs> <laughs>